Hello, and thanks for taking the time to tune in to our podcast. This is Pastor Carson with Calvary Tabernacle. Every week, what we're putting on the podcast is a snapshot of what's happening here, whether it's our local services or whether it's different teaching sessions. And the ultimate goal is really tied to our mission here at Calvary, and that is to reach, to connect, and to disciple. We hope that wherever you are, this podcast is a blessing for you. And if you're in the Indianapolis area, we would absolutely love for you to come by. Join us for a service, whether that be 10 a.m. on a Sunday morning, 6.30 p.m. on a Sunday night, or 7 p.m. on a Wednesday. We would love to see you here at Calvary Tabernacle. God bless you, and enjoy the podcast. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 1-4. through 4. Now we beseech you, brethren... By the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him, that ye be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled neither by spirit nor by word nor by letter as from us as that the day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means for that day shall not come except there be a falling away first and that the man of sin be revealed the son of perdition who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God showing himself that he is God Let me read one more verse. Verse 5. Remember ye not that when I was yet with you, I told you these things. I'm going to draw my, I'm going to draw my text from the second verse today in my assignment there in the third line when he said, nor by a letter as from us. And I'm going to preach on that simile right there as as from us. That's what I want to preach. Lord, I feel the Holy Ghost. I feel clear direction. I pray that you would anoint my mouth to speak, my heart, my mind to be wise. I pray that you would anoint the body that's gathered here today, that your work would do uh, what only it can do, what only you and your, your perfect wisdom, your infinite wisdom, your precious spirit, what only you can do. I'm asking you to do that work here today. Let us be not only hearers, but let us become doers of the word in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus Christ. And let everybody say amen. amen. God bless you. Chicken wing somebody you haven't before you're seated and tell them you need to know who the letter's from. <clears throat> it was a great, it was a great day in class. It was pretty exciting for me. I've got to be honest. I had never received one of those notes. You, anybody remember in school when we actually passed physical notes? Remember that? Who, who lived in the generation where you folded that in a spectacular way and girls knew just how to fold it? Come on, some of y'all travel down memory lane with me right now. You knew how to fold it in just the same way that when the boy got it, he didn't even know how to open it? Like, what, how do I open this without tearing this? This is, this is tremendous material that somehow I've got a note. Getting a handwritten note was exciting in class, especially if you opened it up. And there, before ever having to do a thorough evaluation, you saw two check boxes. 
Some of y'all are ahead of me. How many know what the two check boxes were? Yes or no? Or maybe so. Yeah, if there were three. Yeah, because God, if guys passed it, there was a maybe. Because I take maybe. <laughs> I'll never forget opening that note. I've got this, got this day in school where I unfolded it. Remember we used to write with pencil, right? You knew the left-handed people because they had, had lead all over their hand, all over their wrist. Sorry, left-handers. Told my friend one time when we were in school, I said, your parents should have broke that when you were born and got you straightened out and you wouldn't deal with this. Just kidding, South Pauls. Opening that, opening that note, Brother Titus, it was not a legal document, but it felt like it at that point, and I opened it up, and I was so excited by the words that were inside. You are so cute. <laughs> Do you like me? Yes. Or no, problem was, I opened the letter too fast and did not read that it did not have my name at the top. <laughs> that, that is from an extreme high to an extreme low, very quickly. Before I checked yes, I turned to see There was no way I could get it folded back right. I felt like wobbing it in a ball. Here, Jason. It's for you. Again. Not for... Paul's, Paul's addressing something here to the church, and, and he says something that I got to be honest, I dealt with only a week ago. Now, it wasn't that letter. It wasn't that letter. But he's dealing with New Testament spam. And I'm not talking about the spam that some of you try to fry and call it delicacy. How many of you ever received a spam email? Yeah. Can we put that, that picture of the email that I received up here? This is the email. For those of you that can't receive it, I was forwarded this by uh, one of our professors. And, and they said, hey, I'm sorry. I think you sent me the wrong email. They were being kind. I think your email accidentally came to me. It says at the top from Reverend Josh Carson. And then the reply is to Reverend Josh Carson. But if you look at the reply, who the reply is going to, it does not match the email that it says it came from. There was a generated email trying to get in dialogue. Here's what it said. Hi, Courtney. I'm in a conference right now. Can't talk on the phone, but let me know if you get my text. Thanks. Have a great day. It was, the, it was a spam or a scam email trying to get engagement from someone else. I've dealt with this many times at headquarters. I'll have people send me an email and say, I don't think this is from you unless you're needing money while trapped in Russia. No, not from me. I forward it to IT, and IT begins the process again. But people will find those that they consider maybe of a certain level online, and they will look for their name, and then they will, they will put these little scam emails together trying to get. Ladies and gentlemen, just this is a common sense moment, okay? Never give information away. 
to somebody that sends you an email, I didn't even know my nephew was trapped. He's not. You're getting trapped. Do not reply. My first week in Indianapolis, my first week in Indianapolis, I got a fraudulent phone call from someone posing as an IRS agent. Anybody received this call? Look at all of you in this place. Fraudulent IRS call that your vehicle had been involved in a drug sting operation. I said, really? What they don't know is that I have security on all of my identity and I get flagged if anything happens. Sometimes you want to have fun with people. And I got to do my best to still pray God bless them and not God blast them after one of those calls. But Paul is addressing the, the, this, this New Testament concept because there were things spreading in the church. Here's what Paul would do. He would go, he would preach a revival, he would start a church, and they would be having tremendous church. But then people wanted to come around and wanted to be fraudulent on his behalf. They wanted to write his name and do something that didn't line up with his teaching. You ever had your own name thrown under the bus like I have? I've had people come to me before. In fact, not too long ago, I had someone come to me and they said, well, they told me Brother Carson said this was okay. Really? Your kids will do this if you're not careful. Kids will say, well, Dad said I could go. Really? Is that the game you want to play? You really want to lose your backside over this. This is the decision. Paul said, Paul said you, need to, you need to be warned when, it, when it's dealing with this topic because it is a significant topic about the return of the Lord. The day of Christ being at hand. He said, you need to beware. And when he begins to talk to them, one of, them, one of the things he says, he says, you need to make sure when a letter comes to you. Obviously, there had been letters circulating, Brother Sleva, that his name had been attached to. You look at the last verse of Colossians, it's a great description of the writing of Paul in the way the salutation ends from Paul. It allows us understanding. In fact, many theologians and historians as they study the, le the, the, the letters and the epistles of, of Scripture, one of the ways that they really significant uh, are able to find the significance of the letters whether to attribute them to Paul or not is based on the salutation it's more than just syntax and the style of writing they're, they're even looking for that very common salutation and Paul is telling them when it comes to things of such grave significance do not allow other people to sway you or scam you or tell you something that is not accurate here I am, Sunday morning, and I know what we're dealing with, and I know the announcement I just had to make to you, and the Lord deposited this in my spirit before I ever knew I would have to make this announcement about this week. But I want to give you a clear word from me, okay? What I believe is from the Lord. We can believe the report of the Lord. We can believe the report of the Lord. God is still a healer. Yes, He is. God is still a deliverer. 
Well, Brother Carson, then how do you explain all those needs on the list? I believe life happens, but I don't think that it has messed with the power of his blood. I don't think that it has detracted from the power of his stripes. I don't think it has taken away from the ability... If I had it, I would write a letter to every person in this room and I'd probably ask you this old question. Whose report will you believe? Whose report will you believe? We shall believe the report of the Lord. When I'm feeling sick, his report says I'm healed. When I'm feeling in despair, his report says that I am free. When I'm feeling overwhelmed, his report says that he will keep me and he will sustain me. Whose report will you believe? Turn and ask somebody that. Who are you going to believe? Brother Gallion, I ask you if I could share this story. Said the doctors had your family so terrified that if Winston ever caught him, just be ready for the most negative. Be ready for the hospital stay. Be ready for that. I didn't know that story when I came and felt to share what I was doing here this morning. We began to talk. I asked him for permission to share this. What did you tell me? He said, we have absolutely no fear at this point of the sickness that might touch his body. And we prayed for Winston. We know he's dealt with some things. But yet here he's come through this. And what the doctors said, I'm telling you, I thank God for our medical professionals I thank God please don't take me out of context I pray for them and I thank God for them and if you're in the medical field in any way I believe that you are in ministry I thank God for you but I will tell you that at the end of the day regardless of what any physician says he's never had to step in the hospital over this because there is a great physician whose report I I'm going to tell you what letter I choose to believe I choose to believe this letter I choose to believe this word. I choose to believe he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace upon. I believe that with his stripes, with his stripes, we are healed. We're healed. We're healed. I wish somebody just start saying that. I wish you'd stand to your feet and start saying that over and over again. We're healed. We're healed. We're healed. We're healed. We're healed. We are healed. We are healed. If you're watching this online, if you're in a sick bed right now, I want you to start saying it. We're healed. We're healed. We're healed. My body's going to be better. My breath is going to be better. My lungs are going to be better. My heart is going to be better. This cancer is going to be gone. These back problems are going to be gone. I am healed. Whoa. Come on, I feel something surging in the room right now. I feel something surging in the room right now. I want you to lift your voice. may be seated. You can typically identify the letter by the writing. He doesn't speak negative to you. He doesn't speak depression to you. You know how many times people have been confused by the depressing spirit they're facing and wondering if it is a test from God? 
He's not the author of confusion. Woo, somebody needs to hear that right now. He is not the author of confusion. Well, I'm so overwhelmed. I, I don't understand why this is going on. The devil wants you overwhelmed. Anytime he goes, let me ask you a question. How many of you, those letters that you collected, and I did get a bunch along the way, thank God, even though one wasn't for me. I did get several. I don't know if a bunch is a stretch. But Brother Faulkner, I did what many of us did. How many of you kept those letters in a, in a shoebox? Don't lie now. My spouse don't know. Well, you should have got rid of them now, but how many of you remember being a, a teenager and keeping those notes in the drawer or in a shoebox? I can remember every now and then, Brother Master, I, I, would, I would pull those out. Brother Taylor, I'd, I'd, I'd get down under there and there they were. <laughs> Little brother come running in or sister come running into your room. Get out! What are you doing? Get out! What are you reading? And if you're like me, you had older siblings and they didn't care if you said get out. What are you reading? Get out! I bet I won't get out. Come snatch. Right? You ever try to reach for it? They're, they're just holding you off of their body. My, my older brother's six years older. He could just do this here. Josh. You are so cute. <laughs> Why? Why are you eating Oreos reading this? They both make me feel better. Go through a breakup, you just go to that old letterbox. Pull it out again. They weren't special to anybody else. To anybody else, they'd be a joke. Not to you. You pull them out, you travel down memory lane real quick. Pull them out and you remember somebody, somebody loved you. Somebody thought of you. Somebody actually thought you were good looking. Come on, let's be honest. For some of us, that's a miracle. Pull those out to be reminded. You know what, ladies and gentlemen? This needs to be something more than what we pull out on Sundays to be reminded. Get into a devastating problem so we reach into the shoebox and grab some old things. We need to be in this word on a regular basis so we can stop questioning whether or not God loves us. So we can stop questioning whether or not God is for us. God is not against you. God is on your side. I'm going to say it again. God is not against you. God is on your side. And I'm going to preach the old adage right now that every preacher who's ever stepped in shoe leather has preached. And I know you've heard it 10,000 times, but here's 10,001. If God be for us. If God be for us. Forgive me, I, th I just kind of feel like the pastor addressing the whole atmosphere and the health and the COVID and every devil in hell. And I want every devil to hear me. If God be for us. Well, you probably should be intimidated. I don't feel intimidated. I feel like if God be for us then who can be against us? I know there's enemies, but we've got a God. I know there's trials, but we've, we've got a God who's able.
I want you to lift your hands and magnify the Lord with me in this place. Woo! Somebody who needs a miracle in your family, I want you to throw your hands towards heaven and I want you to begin to shout unto God. Come on, let's do it for a minute. Let's do it for a minute. I don't feel like we're quite out of that. Just worship him for a minute. Just some of you are convincing yourself right now. I've stopped thinking about that, but God's for me. And if God be for me, who can be against me? I, well, it seems like the creditors are against me. Seems like my job's against me. Seems like the devil himself is against me. But you forgot the first part. God is for you. Yeah, but there's health issues and there's sickness and there's cancer and there's... The, but if God be for Paul said, don't listen to any letter that my name is not on. And I'm telling the church, don't believe any lie that God is not the author of. It's the Word. It's the Word of God. Stand with me all over the building. How do I walk into this week? i tell you how you walk. With your shoulders square. With your head held high. Pastor, you said we got to cancel. We got to cancel church. No, I told you watch four services. I told you do more church this week. Yeah, but it's online. It's not the same. I'm going to tell you if Paul would have had the online option. In fact, I'm hoping he doesn't know. Because I got a feeling a bunch of us are going to get wore out one day. That's all you did with the internet? I jumped on a donkey and went to Asia. That's all. And then I went back to all the churches and preached. And that's all. I'll tell you why we do the podcast. Because we can. I'll tell you why we do live stream. Because we can. I want to get this message everywhere we can. To everybody that we can. I want them to be tuned in from us. And if you're tuning in from anywhere in the world. I want you to know. That the report of the Lord is. God is still good. And God is still able. Come on somebody give me an amen. The devil is a liar. Will you put that, put that baseball mitt up there? I'll, I'll stop with this. That's Babe Ruth's baseball glove. False. But that's how it was sold. It was sold as Babe Ruth's baseball glove. Because it looked right. Vintage era looks the part. Until the joker that lied about it got found out that he had originated himself all the antique paperwork. <laughs> I'm not even calling his name out. He didn't earn it. You know how much baseball mitt would be worth from Babe Ruth? 
even in Indy? That's big money right there. I know you're doing good, but you're probably not doing that good. And if you are doing that good, I'd like to talk to you after service today. We got some projects we need to talk <laughs> When it finally came out, you know what he hid under? It looked close enough. And nobody would know the difference. You know whether it's the real thing or not. You can fake your. How many know we can try to fool ourselves? Yeah, yeah, it's good. I still have faith. I still have faith. You can say faith with your mouth while you got doubt in your heart. And you know you're telling on yourself. You know. You, you know. Yeah, I got faith. And you know it's doubt. Now, sometimes you got to speak faith until it gets there. But what I'm trying to convince you of this morning is to quit calling counterfeits the real deal. And for us to stop settling as though it is. Taking letters that were not from Paul and looking at them and say, The end of the Lord, it's the day of the Lord, it's here. And Paul said, Hey, there's some things that haven't happened yet. And I'm going to tell you, while I think the Lord could return any moment, and while I think that He is about to, I do think we've got a few prophecies that haven't been fulfilled yet. So, Brother Carson, I don't know about all that. Study to shew thyself approved. A workman that needeth not be ashamed. There's a few things I plan on him doing before he wraps this up. I will tell you, you better live like he's coming because he could come any moment. In a twinkling of an eye, it's going to be... What the Bible say? There'll be two lying in the bed. One will be taken. There are going to be two in the field. One's going to be gone. They were grinding at the mill and all of a sudden, Joe, hey Joe, where'd you go? So you got to live ready. But the false letter in this day and age is, it doesn't matter. Whoever can be saved is saved. Oh, God, I felt that right there. You can't do anything to get back in the grace of God. Somebody watching this right now. You have received a false letter that tells you you can't ever be accepted back here. Paul didn't sign that, and the Lord didn't give that. The letter that I feel in this place is hope. The letter that I feel in this place is rebuke fear and stop calling fear caution and stop acting like that is is a lie from hell. You can be saved. You can be healed. You can live for God. It's not his glove. It wasn't my email. It wasn't Paul's letters. And it shouldn't be your lie. It can't, it can't be your lie. Pastor, I've been coming. I've, I've, I like all the energy that I've been feeling. I like, I've had so many. I love what's happening. I, it's not enough. It's not enough just to show up. 
Paul was talking to the church of Thessalonica. He's dealing with a very specific group of people. But as you look at the epistles, or, or the epistles as some say of Paul, as you look at these letters, as you look at, he wrote, while there are strands of similarity, they are very much differentiated a letter to each specific church. As he is writing to them, he is dealing with the context that they themselves are living in and dealing with. And Brother Sleva, as he writes to them, he is writing specifically to where they're living, specifically as instructed by the Lord on what they are dealing with. And the differentiation between the letters allows him to pinpoint in on where they're at. And the truth is, there's different letters all over this room. Some of you are dealing with struggles because kids have been sick and others in here, you don't even have children yet and so that's not your letter. But the way that the enemy tries to send false letters is through the context of where you live. Some of you that are single, you've been battling the isolation in the some of our elders that are in here have bought the false letter from hell that showed up in the inbox of your mind and you never emailed them and you never asked him for it but all of a sudden you received an email from hell that started to tell you that you, didn't, you weren't validated and you didn't have any more worth. That's not from God and that's not from this church. I'm afraid brother so-and-so or sister so-and-so will start getting used or I'm, I'm afraid that this one will take over the Sunday school or I'm afraid that's not from God. That's not from the church. Paul said you need to be warned of those letters as from us. Take a look at my writing and take a look at theirs. I know that they tried to, I know they tried to do their, 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 their words just the same. I, I see it, but if you follow it, you put it under a little uh, inspection and then you certainly, you better check for the salutation. Why will the salutation matter? They never got one of my letters. My letters were to the church. My letters were to the church and people from outside of the body will try to mimic, they'll try to copy, but you'll be able to differentiate that those letters are not for me. Mm. Whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure. <laughs> I need somebody to lift your hands and think on things of a good report right now. I need some college student right now in this building to lift your hands and believe a good report over your family. Brother Gallion, I told you we talked about Winston a little bit ago. When I was one of these students right here, Going to this college was when they called me. My father that was sitting right in that section last week, when I was here in college is when somebody called me on the phone and without all the information, they said, your dad just died. My dad was dying on a hospital bed, gasping for air when I was a college student just like you. I'll never forget screaming into the air and screaming at that person, you're a liar and I don't believe it. 
ran all the way down the road saying, I don't accept this in the name of the Lord. I don't accept this in the name of the Lord. My dad was laying in a hospital bed, had been gasping for air so bad that he had ripped a hole in his lung. He's been through a lot of sickness. But yeah, he was the guy here I hear on that second row worshiping last week, 20 years later. How's that possible? I believe in the report of the Lord. I believe in the report of the Lord. I believe he's able to do it when it seems like there is no way. I think he can pick them up out of the hospital bed. I think he can pick them up out of the alley. I think he can do it. And if he did it for me, he can do it for you. I want us to turn the entire church into an altar right now. I'm not asking anybody to come forward today. Right in your altar, I want you to lift your hands. I want you to pray as you begin to feel faith rise. They're just going to play for a few minutes. And I want everybody in this building, I want your voice. Come on, let your voice fill this auditorium right now. Somebody begin to tell him he's great and he's greatly to be praised. Devil, leave my mind alone. I receive and believe the report of the Lord. I receive and believe the report of the Lord. mind. I trust you in my heart. I trust you in my family, God. I receive. I receive your report. We believe in Lord Jesus. No power is greater than you. Oh, no for you. Praise God. Praise God. Bible, I want you to pick your Bible up. If you just have it on an electronic device or an app, then I want you to lift that. That's fine. You lift your Word of God. And I want to encourage everyone else to start bringing your Bibles. Not chastising anyone at all. I understand we're in a day and age where it's mainly on electronic. I understand that. If you use that, just pray. Here's the deal. This is your letter. This is your love letter. This is your love letter. 
and the letters from Revelation that were written to the churches. I, Brother Brown, I don't want to be a lukewarm church. I don't want to be an average church. I certainly don't want him to have to write to Calvary and say to the church of Indianapolis, you believed a false report. I need this, I need this to be more than something I study for Sunday school. I need this to be more than a spiritual time clock that I, that I did my devotion and so I'm done. I, I, need, I need this to be my life guide. I need this to be my roadmap while I'm a pilgrim in this land. I live in India, but my mind's on heaven. I gotta. Won't you pray with me? God, give us a love for your word. God, give us a love for your word. God, give me. Give me a love for your word. I want to treat it like a love letter that I can't help but open up and go back to. But I just don't, I don't want to treat it just when I have a broken heart, I go to it like some old letter in a shoebox. I want it to be because my love is so strong for you that I got to open up and maybe I got to work through the hithers and the thithers and the, and the begats. But I got I to gotta find out, oh God, I got to find out. Brother Ross, I, I couldn't imagine getting one of those love letters as a kid and inviting one of my friends over and saying, hey, hey, read this to me. I certainly would not have invited one of those siblings in. Say, hey, come read this to me. Please understand the analogy I'm drawing right now. If the only time we get text is when someone else reads it, It's bigger than that. It's meant for more than that, ladies and gentlemen. I encourage everybody in this room, if, you're, if you don't have a daily devotion, if you don't have something you're doing on a daily basis, I, inver I, I invite you, you need to pick up a daily devotional. You need to find one online. If you get on one of these apps, it will alert you. You don't even have to remember. It'll pop up on your phone and you know you look at that. It'll pop up on your phone. You go to Uversion or somewhere like that. It'll come up on your screen and it'll say, don't forget. Say, well, my, my day is so busy. None of us in here can afford to be so busy that we don't open up the letter. <laughs> say, pastor, you don't understand. I'm so busy. I do understand. <laughs> but I don't think he does. It's not the will of God that anyone in this room would be a weak, feeble Christian. In fact, I believe that it's an oxymoron to say weak, feeble Christian. I think you got to be a humble, but not weak. We need this in our life. The media, I'm done, I know I've got to stop. But the media is doing its best to peddle messages. And we're taking the outlook of this world and if we're not careful, we're running it through a filter and we're allowing the as from us 
Does that make sense? Does you understand? That we just think this is just the way things are. No, this is the way things are. This is the way things are. God, as we depart this house today, I'm praying special blessing over your people. God, I love these people. I pray blessing over their family. I pray, pray blessing right now over every child, over every young adult, every teenager, every single adult, every mother, every father, every grandparent. From the youngest to the eldest, I'm praying your blessing. But I'm praying the enveloping of your word. That instead of depression and fear and doubt, that we would feel enveloped by your word which gives us love and joy and peace. For you have not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. I speak your blessing over your people right now. May his favor be upon you. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Do not allow this week, I pray it, O oh God, be a loss of momentum for any individual in this room or watching online. But rather, let this be a week of prayer. Let this be a week of fasting. Let this be a week of being in the Word of God. I pray it in the mighty name of Jesus Christ.